Hey, what's going on everybody? My name is Vasilios Trifonis II and I am with my boy Evan Snow. Evan Snow. And I wanted to give you guys just a little bit of background on how I met him and why I wanted to sit down and talk with him. And so we met, I am at a raw storytelling event, right? right? That was the first time we ever met. It was a local event where storytellers come, they give us like a cool story about their past. And one of my friends, Jessica, introduced me to you. It was a really quick introduction, right? Like there was, a, there was a quite a bit of people around and it was like a fast introduction. Like I want to say like it was like 10 seconds. But we signed you up for the Choose 954 <laughs> Local Artist Discovery Series on the spot. Literally right then, he, Jessica was like, he does this stuff in the community. You signed me up for a Wednesday night event at YOLO where you support local artists. And I... I mean, 10 second conversation and he's already supporting me, which is like, I've known people for 10 years and that, <laughs> and that hasn't been the case. And so I already knew that like this guy was stand, you know, Evan was going to be a stand up dude. And so I wanted to make sure to reconnect and continue our conversation. And so we had that initial interaction. Then we had the event at YOLO, which went really, really well. And it what I noticed from our conversations that night was like, this dude is really about what he says. And I try to just gravitate to anyone who not only talks the talk, but walks the walk, which again is so few and far between that I like really try to like pour into those relationships, try to keep that momentum going any way I can. And so my first question to you is like, why do you even care? I don't understand <laughs> why you care so much and specifically about something so abstract as art, which is, I feel maybe with social media, it's got a rebirth, but I felt like it was on the decline. Like, it, you know, we really didn't care like artists. It's such like, you know, we just think about old timers like Picasso and Van Gogh. Rarely do we think about new artists, you know, but why do you care so much about even bringing that into like this community? That's a good question. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate you having me. Of course. Um, I guess at a, at a macro level, uh, I'm from Broward County, born and raised, mm -hmm. and I find that there's not that many people that are standing up like, hey, I'm proud to be from Broward mm -hmm. or like I'm trying to put on for Broward County. Right. But yet and still, you go to Miami, you go to Palm Beach, you go to Austin or Nashville mm -hmm. or a lot of these other places where they're, they're being regarded as world-class, well-cultured communities, and there's a lot of civic pride, a lot of civic engagement. Yeah. Like these, um, these feelings of rallying around the community in my travels and my research and development trips to these places are what makes those communities great. Is the fact that they rally around their artists and their creatives, and they and that's what helps them foster a sense of community. So I didn't really see anybody that was really doing that, and it's not the government's job, the Broward County Culture Division, to mm. foster community. They're an administrative arm of the of county government that gets a budget to do arts education and promote the arts in in, in their capacity, and that's fine, and I respect that, and I support them. But um, I guess I was to at a micro level to answer your question. Uh, I, I'm a landmark baby. My parents met in landmark education, landmark okay. form, uh, which has kind of like superseded the um, gratitude training and this whole mm. movement of self-help and improvement. But they met in the 70s. And um, if anybody knows about landmark and landmark form, it's very, uh, there's it, it a lot of support and it's a lot of altruism and there's a lot of genuine caring and authenticity. Um, 
so I had those traits instilled in me from birth. Okay. And um, I, my background the last couple of years, about six years, I've been a recruiter, a headhunter in staffing okay. and recruiting, help people get jobs. And if you help people get jobs, if you do it any way outside of transactionally, you're helping change somebody's life. True. You're getting them, you know, their next yeah. position. So, um, you know, this, this caring for people, you know, this, this um, yearning for community and not, I didn't want to always have to drive to Miami or West Palm mm. for community. And it, it came at a, um, it culminated when I moved to downtown Fort Lauderdale about four years ago. And I found, I thrusted myself into the community, but I found myself yearning for culture. And my friends would say to me, you know, you go to all the coolest places, you do all these cool things, like you should do something with it. Yeah. And then that, uh, the, the short version is, um, I would go to restaurants, I wasn't really doing anything with like the photos. I would take a picture of the food, but I wasn't like, you know, editing it or anything or yeah. doing a blog. And then um, I had a friend, she started a blog. She's like, I'm, you know, I'm doing this. I'm making some money. I'm getting free stuff. I'm like, all right, that's all right. cool. And then um, I go to a talk uh, and it was, it was uh, on the topic of language. Mm -hmm. And the speaker, Alexa Rose Carlin, the mm -hmm. founder of the Women of Power Expo, she was saying, it's not that we speak the language of English, Hebrew or Spanish. If you speak the language of positivity, you're going to be positive. Mm -hmm. And if you speak the language of negativity, you're going to portray negativity. But more so than that, and she has a very interesting story. Uh, she was talking about, you know, be genuine, be authentic, and pursue your passions. And this all kind of came, once again, at the same time as I'm thrusting myself into the community in Fort Lauderdale. Um, I immediately started a food blog called Snow Stops Food Blog. Okay. And because uh, uh, I go by my last name, Snow. Mm -hmm. And everyone liked the place I stop at. So Snow Stops. <laughs> okay, that's cool. And then... Um, you know, food blogging got me invited to go to events. Going to events got me to meet marketing and PR folks. Mm -hmm. Meeting the marketing and PR folks made me realize I could do these events too. Right. And then um, that led to the creation of Choose 954, which led to other things we'll get into in a little bit. Okay, so I love that. Again, you guys, are gonna, I hope you got your pen and pad because he kind of went quick there, but there was a, a nice little stepping stool of what you accomplished to get to the point where you're at now. And you just said choose 954, which I want to know exactly. You got that right here. Yeah. What is it? What is this organization? Because you do so many different things. And even following you on Instagram and social media, like I have a hard time. Maybe like, is it all under the umbrella of choose 954? Does some of your events and companies stand alone outside of choose 954? Like, how does that company work? Or Sure. Give us the logistics. So um, uh, when I became a food blogger, my roommates are from Memphis. Mm -hmm. And in Memphis, they have a month-long festival called Memphis in May. And um, Memphis is not very big on social media. Yeah. Yet they have, uh, they have uh, something called Choose 901. And uh, Choose 901 is part of the city government. It's started by city leadership, started by people in the church. And it was started to recruit teachers, paramedics, and firefighters to want to live and work in Memphis because Memphis, unfortunately, has two of the five worst neighborhoods in the country. Um, wow. Yet, um, I found that there is a strong sense of community, obviously music, history, and a lot of things there. So I found that when my roommate's friends, who became my friends, would come visit from Memphis, you know, they would say, oh, David doesn't choose 901 because he doesn't go back to Memphis. And I'm like damn, this is like part of the conversation. Yeah. And they had 70,000 followers on Instagram, and this is a place where social media is not very big. Right. So, the, and, you know, they had like half a million uses of the hashtag. 
So, and I'm like really big into social media at this time and I'm really exploring and I'm, I'm um, really inspired by Gary Vee and really inspired mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. a lot of different things. And um, I go on the trip for the World Championship Barbecue Festival. I come back super charged, super inspired. Right. And on a Saturday night, very similar to, to today, mm -hmm. I was in the barbershop at Nobleman's Cut and Shave with yeah. my good friend, back, uh, Greg Young, Backpack Barber. Yeah. And um, we started Choose954 with the hashtag uh, from the barber's chair um, to initially highlight and showcase the art walk in Flagler Village. Right, right, right. Fat Village, Mass District, yeah. which you're going to be part of tonight, we'll get into. Right. And, um, you know, and I, I love having these conversations because it brings me back to things that, mm. you know, I kind of forget now a few years later. But initially I started it to show the people I grew up with in Coral Springs, where I'm born and raised from, a lot of the things that they were missing. Right. And I'm out every single day at this time, like exploring, engaging with the community downtown Fort Lauderdale. And I found I wouldn't run into many folks from Coral Springs. Right. And I felt like if I could show them these things, it would give them and other people more reasons to choose the 954. Mm -hmm. So um, it was started as a social movement. Initially, I was saying to revitalize Broward from a cultural and economic perspective. Right. Um, I caught some flack from some folks uh, about, oh, what do you mean revitalize? We have a top 10, mm. you know, um, performing arts center. We have a lot right. of great features. I go, mm. well, listen, you know, we do, of course, but, you know, uh, not my term. Once again, people uh, in government uh, and otherwise right. would say that this is a quote unquote cultural wasteland. Really? You ever heard that before? No. I mean, I'm newer here, so right. I haven't... A long, for a long time, right, I mean, right, right. We're, we're in the shadows of West Palm, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm, we're, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, we're in the, the shadows of Miami, we're the stepchild of West yeah, Palm, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, you know, I pivoted to um, cultivating culture and community in Broward County, okay. where I can proudly say I'm born and raised from, mm -hmm. in an effort to make this a better place to live, and not just a better place to vacation. Mm -hmm. What it's eventually morphed into, fast forwarding, is... It's a media marketing vehicle, along with still always will be a social movement, mm -hmm. uh, where we keep people to know via social media, right. visual storytelling, a curated event calendar, a curated newsletter, which mm -hmm. I send out once a week. It's not spammy, I promise. <laughs> keep like top 10 things to do, whatever. And then uh, I do a podcast, which we're about to have him on next yeah. after this. And... Um, you know, more of the curating of culture mm -hmm. via these, these modern uh, techniques and, and methods with social media, once again, very heavily inspired by Gary Vee. Right. Um, so that was the beginning. Mm. That wasn't enough. Right. <laughs> Obviously, because you do even more now. <laughs> so um, I, I, I was fortunate enough to get invited to... Uh, to a, a TED Talk simulcast event at the yeah. Tower Club okay. and by a lawyer professor from Broward College that I met at a talk. And um, after the event, I'm, I'm sitting next to some nice old gray haired guy who, who asked me what I was doing. And I had just mm -hmm. started Choose 954. Mm -hmm. I had just left recruiting for the first time to try Entrepreneurville. Right. And um, sharply dressed brother to my left uh, <laughs> overheard. And uh, he goes, that's interesting. Yeah. We start meeting for coffee once a week at the Tower Club. And lo and behold, he was me 10 years before me, before social media, mm -hmm. but he was more involved, didn't have a partner, and unfortunately got burnt out because the changes and the things that he was trying to advance at the time weren't being received 
on multiple different levels at the time that just the, 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 the economy, the marketplace, everything wasn't in, in stone yet. But when he met me and saw how supercharged wow. and wide-eyed and inspired right. I was, was like, let's do buck, this! Right, young buck over here, ready to go. So his name's uh, Andrew Martineau. Okay. He quickly became my partner um, in our biggest venture where um, we identified in our third conversation, I'll never forget, and this was something I had in mind, you know, we don't have an art puzzle. I said to him, I want to do a big event. I wanted, and I had never done an event before at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never done anything. Right. And I said, I want to do a big event. I want to do Basil and Broward. Mm. He goes, I always want to do Basil and Broward. And lo and behold, we, uh, we played around with some ideas and came up with Art Fort Lauderdale, mm -hmm. the Art Fair on the Water, mm -hmm. which is the first four-day right. art fair that takes place in luxury waterfront homes right. on the Las Olas Intercoastal Waterways, only accessible via boat. Yeah. We provide the boat, don't you worry. <laughs> um, and that was from day one. Our goal and our mission was to put Fort Lauderdale on the map mm. as an international destination to view and interact with art. Right. Period. Right. Um, God bless my partner Andrew was in a position that he was able to empty his piggy bank mm. to the tune of about $50,000 mm -hmm. to self-fund the art fair because, right. you know, if we would have sat around and waited for a check from the county, the city, mm -hmm. or the business community, Years. we'd still be waiting. Right. <laughs> so exactly. uh, we did it. It was good. It ran. We learned a lot. It was, uh, you know, an investment in our future. Yeah. And that led to the birth of um, some other things we'll get into, but I, I'm going to yeah. uh, leave it at that before we get into some of the other stuff. Man, that is a heck of a story, man. That is a heck of a story. So do you still work with Greg? It's so funny that you mentioned because I actually interacted. He's the one who owns the barbershop. Yeah. You said down there. Yeah, yeah. Do you still work with him? So uh, another thing, not everybody knows, but I'm proud to be a part of. I uh, I help. Greg's a good friend of mine. Greg mm -hmm. was the first podcast we did on Choose Nine Five Four, and um, you know, uh, taking a role, kind of mentoring him, and as we've developed a great friendship and relationship, and uh, I'm a founding board member. Um, of the Backpack Barber Nonprofit mm, Foundation. Okay. So okay. yeah, and he's still my barber. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And we're gonna yeah, have a board meeting on Monday. Sweet, sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only had a, again a few interactions with him, but he was just reaching out saying he wanted to put some of my art up there, and so I didn't even know that. Do it. Yeah, I didn't even know that you guys are even connected like that. So that's cool. It, you know, it's such a small, you know, world, obviously, but even more so once you kind of get in that art community, kind of rub shoulders with the same people, and so, well, that's an awesome. That's an awesome story. I mean, it's pumping me up because I've only been down here for a few years. And so being able to, to know that there are still people who are majoring in helping others, majoring in, in putting time and money towards something where a lot of people just don't even understand the benefits of it. And, it's, and sometimes it just seems like such a, an affluent stepping stone for, you know, only the people with the most amount of money are able to interact. But again, you've participated and help get things off the ground of things that again like I'm going to be at a coffee shop just like the interactions you know what I mean like it's just awesome that I can talk to normal people about something that means a lot to a lot of people if they have the access to it which they don't even realize until they're in front of a piece of art and it speaks to them and they're like why don't I do this on a regular basis so that's amazing um I don't even know if this is a good transition into a thousand mermaids Sure. I, that's something that, again, these are, I'm telling you guys right now, like, I'm throwing out terms like, 
I follow him on social media. I try to keep track of where he's at, where he's going. And, they, and these are just companies that I've literally just been like, what is this? What is it about? So you guys can hear about it. So you can make sure you connect and support him. And same thing with me. So that I get more information and figure out like, how can I support yep. and be a part of. So let's do Thousand Mermaids. Maybe talk about Miami body cast, maybe whatever. You know, we got about 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. There'll probably be a part two. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a thousand right. mermaids and then you touch on whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. you feel you need to after. Yeah, we'll do We'll break it into part two. Yeah. Um, I guess one of the, the guiding principles that I briefly mentioned, but that will better illustrate like the why, mm-hmm. you know, always big on the why behind right. this is, is um, altruism. And unfortunately, there's just really not that many altruistic people right. out there in our community mm-hmm. um if, if, if you're out there hi <laughs> hit me up i'm an open book exactly um we could talk like it's crazy right. um or philanthropist too hi mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but you know self-funding an art fair for the betterment of the community and the artists and not charging anybody to be a part of it that doesn't exist anywhere in the world yeah and we can say what it is we can say what it is and again this is not tooting anyone's horn like at this point, no. it's just, we're going to be completely 110% honest with what it is. And I will never front yeah. anybody who comes in here. You guys know that I'm extremely straightforward. Yeah. And I try to bring people on here that are not doing what everyone else is doing. So, you know, it's once again, it's the key focal point is the connecting and the engaging and the face-to-face human interaction and connection. Uh, you know, I briefly touched on, on the Choose 954 Local Artist Discovery Series you just participated in. Mm-hmm. That's to connect and engage the downtown YOLO crowd with local artists by bringing local artists to them um, at the heart of Las Olas right. on YOLO mm-hmm. every Wednesday for the last 114 consecutive mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. Um, but the, it, the, the key thing, and once again, and think about this, when you travel and you've gone to these places... It's the face-to-face human interaction and connection. We are social creatures. We are not born to go to work, go home, sleep, mm-hmm. rinse, repeat. Right, right, right. You know, uh, so there needs to be a play element to live, work, play. And mm-hmm. there needs to be that connection. There needs to be that engagement. There needs True. to be conversation. And if we can do it over our shared passions, and uh, yeah, I, I refer to a lot of these things very abstractly or broad, arts, culture, community building, but there's a million things yeah. within the arts that you can explore and engage with. So tonight is uh, our monthly Fort Lauderdale Art Walk, mm-hmm. which is the last Saturday night of every month in Flagler Village. Flagler Village, if you don't know, uh, encompasses Fat Village, which most, pe- which most people know, mm-hmm. um, Mass District, which is music and art south of Sunrise behind Sears on Federal and Sunrise, um, and The Hive, which is adjacent to it, which is another burgeoning uh, little area with a few great creative businesses there. Um, but, you know, so many people either have never been to the Art Walk or been to Art Walk, but they don't really, you know, they just go at their own pace, which is fine, which yeah. is what you're supposed to do. I've been doing it every month for the last pretty much three years. Right. So, um, and I know all the artists now pretty much. So, um, you know, it was like, why don't we put on our connector hat? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I went to Chicago, Choose Chicago, which is another government-funded entity mm-hmm. with the Choose brand. High county officials hopefully watching. Uh, that has a $26 million budget. You're right. We're still self-funding. We appreciate your support. Um, they have a, a free walking tour mm. where a passionate 
local signs up to give tours. Sweet old guy gave me a tour of the Wicker Park area. Um, and I'm like, wow, like, you know, that made my trip. Like getting to see it from a local's perspective. Because when I travel, I like to see the things the locals do. So I'm leading tours uh, of the downtown Fort Lauderdale Art Walk in Flagler Village every last Saturday night of the month, 6 p.m., starting at Mass District. Um, unfortunately, due to people that know more about these things than we do, um, they decided to cut funding for the trolley service that connects wow. the Art Walk from Mass District to Fat Village for free. It's only really a 12-minute walk. Um, and it's not the sketchiest area to walk through, right. even though people think it's sketchy. It's yeah. really not that bad. Um, so unfortunately, we're going to be just doing Mass District in the Hive tonight. Okay. Um, it is what it is. There's yeah. still a lot of artists there. That's more of the burgeoning arts district that probably needs more love anyways. Right, right, right. Because um, I think more people know about Fat Village and Mass District. So doing a Mass District, free parking, secure parking, bunch of talented local artists that are genuinely appreciative of your support. Mm -hmm. um, I asked for a $20 donation. It's about two to three hours of my time. I put money into marketing it mm -hmm. and, you know, taking time out of my life and buying cameras and, right. you know, <laughs> this is, you know, this is supporting the arts is, <laughs> there's so much that goes into it. <laughs> so, um, that led to, um, an existing partnership that I have with the city of Hollywood CRA community redevelopment agency. Yeah. I've been, uh, highlighting, covering and promoting, uh, contracted to promote their art walk and their uh, downtown Hollywood mural project. Right, okay, I've seen that too. Yeah, which is yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, I know, I gotta make it up there. So that's the third Saturday night of the mm -hmm. month, and then the head of the CRA, when she saw I did the one in Fort Lauderdale, she reached out and she said, would you mind doing this in Hollywood? Because the tour that my good friend Jill Weisberg does, she's the curator and project manager of the mural project. Mm -hmm. She really only covers the murals and like only slightly touches on the art walk because there's just so much to see. So I'm going to be leading a tour the third Saturday night of every month, which will be completely free, funded by the CRA. They're paying us to do a tour because art shouldn't be free. Right. <laughs> what a novel concept. I mean, hallelujah. Yeah, right, exactly. Like, let me just keep, you know, all right. But um, um, we're going to take people through the Art Walk in Hollywood, which is really cool. And... Uh, Downtown Hollywood off of Hollywood Boulevard. It's going to start around 7.30 after the 6 o'clock tour concludes around 7. So I have a little bit of time to use the restroom, grab a drink, let people get together. There's an information tent at Hollywood Boulevard and 20th at Anniversary Park. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're going to take you around. And what I do on these tours is I bring the groups through the Art Walk. I introduce them to artists, mm -hmm. give them some background, context have the artists uh, explain their craft, their work, their story, and uh, hopefully the artists get collected, supported, you know, followed on social media or whatever. And, um, you know, we're excited to do that. Right. So that's, those are the Art Walk tours. Um, that would be uh, the, the, the thing that, uh, if somebody could take something away, to your point, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're a local artist, mm -hmm. you know, we know the struggles with A, having a studio, B, I mean, we're not even talking about getting retail lease right. for a, a storefront, for a gallery. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, 
it's not even, no, you, it's not even less you, you can't get one for less than $7,500 down here. Right. It's not even an option. Right. So, um, the art walk, if you didn't know is in my opinion, the greatest community event of the month. Mm. It's one of the only times that four to five, it is the only time that four to 5,000 people monthly recurring on the same night of the month, get together over our shared passions, art, culture, food, music, and we connect and engage with the local dreamers, doers, passion pursuers, entrepreneurs mm -hmm. like V that are exhibiting and displaying their craft and their passion and are selling. They're not just, I mean, yes, you can go and view it and engage and experience right. it however you want to engage it. And, and I don't have money to buy a lot of art, mm, yeah. but um, that's where they're popping up. They're paying a fee mm -hmm. to pop up to show you their artwork in the hopes that you can collect them, engage with them and support them. And those local dreamers, doers, passion pursuers, entrepreneurs, craft makers, vendors, artisans, those are the people that will, that make Austin great and Nashville great right. and, and Flagland Village great. And you know, since we're already super transparent, it's not the real estate developments that make Flagler Village great. It's not these new yeah. buildings going up that made Fat Village great or Mass District great. It's the artist. And if anybody tells you otherwise, we can have a conversation about it. I'll be glad to. Uh, my ending question that I end every podcast is, if you were to give somebody one bit of information, whether it be a mother, daughter, son, you know, a friend that you've known for 15 years, a stranger that walks through this door right now, what's one bit of advice that they can hold on forever and always that's gonna impact their life? My guiding principle that Alexa instilled on me three years ago when she gave that talk that changed my life and ultimately changed the course of the community, the art world, and the art fair world by her inspiration being my aha moment fact is be genuine, be authentic, pursue your passions. And once again, I know that might sound abstract at macro level, but um, if you keep it authentic and you keep those as your guiding principles nobody ever has to doubt where i'm coming from you know there's a ton of people that are skeptical that don't know me that haven't had the chance to have the conversation but as you discovered once you have the conversation with me you know i'm there's no question now right. you know really why would is. i why would you do these things yeah. you know we're, there's no I'm still working nine to five to pay the bills that nobody really knows mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for insurance because I have diabetes and, you know, right. I, I'm not, you know, trust me, the, the check hasn't come in <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but if you, if you stay true to those guiding principles and really try to remember that, really try to, when, you, when it comes to meeting a new person, when it comes to a difficult decision, when it comes to a difficult time in life, when the, when the deck is stacked against you, when you're doing something and you're wondering if it's a venture, if it's a passion project, whatever, man, is this what I signed up for? Should I still be doing this? I feel like those guiding principles um, and core values help me get through um, because we are doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Most of the things we do are for free. Um, they're for free because we want to make them 
open and accessible to the community as much as we possibly can so that it can have the biggest impact. I, I understand not everybody in what they do is doing this to have a, a big impact. And, and macro, micro, my impact is focused on the 954. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, I mean, I'm trying to make a big impact, but I'm really only trying to make a big impact in my community of right. 1.8 million people. There are people out here that are working over and beyond and that should encourage and motivate you guys as well as myself to be like, you know what, I can take it up to the next level. I can do my part. I can be more invested in the community and regardless of, you know, if I haven't lived here my whole life, if I call a place home, then there's a sense of accountability to the people that I interact with, you know, in the area I am. And so that's it. This was another episode of Positive Spoken Words. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Peace.